My name's Red, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Hey folks, and welcome back to Fanholes Transformers Tuesdays. I'm Mike, and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, tonight we'll be revisiting a classic G1 episode from Season 2 of the original cartoon. Uh, we will be discussing the Autobot run. Before I get into it, why doesn't everyone shout out and tell you tell us you're present? Hey guys, it's Brian Breakdown. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. Hey guys, how y'all doing? This is Tony Chainclaw, and this would have been a really great episode to coin the phrase wreck and rule, but oh well. Well guys, what's next? I'm for anything except Demolition Derbyan. So, the Autobot run, um, just some background information on it first before we get into it. Uh, the Autobot run is the seventh episode of the second season of Transformers. Uh, it is written by one Donald F. Glutt who, um, ironically, did kind of write something of a glut of episodes for the original cartoon. Uh, aside from the Autobot run, he wrote uh, the, mo- the first appearances of the Dinobots. Uh, he wrote Dinobot Island, uh, Megatron's Master Plan, uh, Call of the Primitives, and uh, several other noteworthy episodes. Um, he's also quite cynical about his work on Transformers. Uh, <laughs> If you ever get a like chance, like look up some of the interviews he's given, like for uh, like over the years, and he pretty much like freely admits he was writing for the paycheck, and like uh, you can tell, especially from episodes like like Dinobot Island, that he's he was pretty much writing thirty minute commercials for Hasbro, more or less. He's no Flint Dilly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At least he. Yeah. Some like some of the writers like seem to like have like fondness for their time writing for that show, or, or like all '80s cartoons in general. And some of them are just you know they pretty much own up to the fact that they were uh, they were doing it for the paycheck more. They were shilling for the Hasbro man. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Uh, enough about Mister Glut, though. Uh, let's talk about the actual episode and. Uh, I will say I chose this episode for a specific reason, and before I give that reason, I know Brian has a bunch of guesses why I chose this episode, so I'll turn it over to Brian so he can he can tell us his guesses. Okay, well, I thought of a lot of potential guesses, but a couple of, of them I eliminated myself, so I really only have three main guesses, but some of the other guesses I thought of were that the episode had some of the worst animation ever, but then I thought that would be a dumb reason for you to pick it. Uh, the second one that I uh, eliminated myself was, is this episode significant to you because Huffer acts like a little bitch, but then again, he does that every episode he appears in. So I eliminated that one. Oh, guys, what do you mean? So that leaves me with the following three. And one was, is it because this is the first time on screen, although it's written in many fanfics, that Wheeljack actually gives Cliffjumper a piggyback ride? <laughs> yeah, you you must have seen my the mosaic I wrote back in the day. Of, <laughs> called, 
we cliff jumpers, cliff jumpers piggyback ride. No. no. Okay, my second guess <laughs> was because Megatron uses the phrase "Guinea Pigatron." <laughs> very, cl- very close, but no. Cigar. Getting warmer, getting warmer. Okay, and my third and final guess is it because of this episode is finally the episode that Chip Chase conclusively proves that he's been faking his handicap for years <laughs> to stand up and catch that frickin' toy spike through at him. You, you, you got me, Brian. Yes. This episode conclusively proves that Chip Chase is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 hey, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike, why don't why, why you let everybody know uh, Chip Chase's little deal first so we can really appreciate his fraudulent behavior? Yeah, well, I guess I'll get into it. I'm just joking. That's not the reason I picked it. But, like, that, I didn't make a note of that. <laughs> well, the the backstory is Chip Chase is just extremely lazy and, like, had no good reason to stand up, you know? He just preferred to sit all the time. But, hell, you get a game of, like, touch football going, and he's totally in. What, just, if, so what if Chip Chase was more like single white female, where he thought he was, like, more like an Autobot if he rolled out with them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought he was just trying to cock block Spike, you know, just like be like, you know, hey, I'm in a wheelchair, Carly. Don't you feel sorry for me? Quit <laughs> hanging out with the helmet guy. You know? I just, I just figured he was so good and perfect at everything else that, like, he just felt like, in order to like, like his friends not to have like crippling inferiority complexes, he just like rode around in a wheelchair to, so they, you know, they wouldn't like, like. They call feel inferior to him. Maybe like God smited him for that reason. He's like, you know what? I made you a smidge too smart. Zap, paralyzed. <laughs> Deal with it, Brainiac. Well, he is he is smarter than the goddamn robots. Like he knows more like about Cybertron than the people who come from that. <laughs> what are you doing to our computer chip? <laughs> Check it out. Take a seat, Ironhide. It's not over yet. We still have Teletran One. What's your plan, Chip? I'm feeding Teletran 1 your transforming process data. Maybe it can tell us what went wrong. God made my brain smart, but my legs stupid. Chip Chase. Okay, maybe it's because of his name, because he chased people around in his wheelchair. There you go. That's exactly it, yes. Oh, God. He's a, well, he, well, he like like Spike. He also has like adamantium bones because like Ravage can collide with him, and he's. <laughs> right, I can't feel my legs. Oh wait, I couldn't anyway. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, I guess uh, to be serious, I, I I will give the real reason I I uh, chose this episode. This episode is actually the very first episode I saw like on a television channel, basically, and like the first time I got to watch Transformers like in an established time slot, more or less. And unfortunately, it was the Generation Two version of this episode. Oh my god! I was also introduced to the joys of the Cybernet Space Cube at the same time. How did you? How did you stay a fan after that? Like... <laughs> no, well, this is crap. What happens is, what happened is, is like before this, I had only ever seen like the FHE like home videos and stuff. Oh, okay. I'd only seen maybe like the, most of the first season. Like yeah, the most movie. of those were on the first yeah. season episode. The movie and like I think Five Faces of Darkness, and that that was pretty much that was all that was available to me. And then um, we gotta remember that Mike is a little bit younger than me and Derek. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. And like at that point, I think like Generation Two, like they started those like repackages of episodes, like in the, that they started airing in the afternoons after school. Like I think this is like 1993, maybe. So yeah, yeah that's around G two. Yeah, that makes sense. up until that point, like I'd only had like those like FHE videos and the uh, like comic books for Transformers. So like this was like I turned like I was like I you know I came home from school one day and I was like looking through channel channels and i was like whoa transformers like finally like i can watch like the rest of the series and like i really didn't know how many other episodes there were because like there was no way to know back then like you know i i had i had assumed like i'd seen a whole lot of transformers when in actuality i'd only seen like a very small fraction of the series so well um, season two is fucking huge so yeah exactly and you know generation two and then like a very short time later like i think not even maybe a year later like the sci-fi network began airing like the repeats of the original like series like yeah yeah like, thing in the morning so i used to get up and tape those and whatnot but i think like, when i when i had a lot of bootlegs of uh of vhs tapes of all the episodes like a lot of them were cold from a good friend of mine he had an older brother who was totally into collecting Transformers, and I think I mentioned him in regards to the UK comics episode, but also that was one of those times where I was like, hey, dude, can I borrow your brother's VHS Transformer collection? And they were like, yeah, okay, and they sent me all the VHS tapes, and I had a double-decker VCR at the time, and I just made dupes of every one of them and then sent them back. And then I had, like, maybe, you know, 80-something episodes and so i think there was like what like 96 total or something so like i was only missing a few and then i would go to like cons and make up the difference and a lot of those tapes that i got from conventions oftentimes they were the sci-fi channel airing slash recordings or whatever yeah i don't know like i I, guess oh go go ahead ahead. i was just gonna say i I probably like Derek did when he was younger. I just grew up on the old G1 show on my seven-inch Radiation King black and white television. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> I I was just gonna say I must have seen this episode for the first time like on a Friday afternoon or something because like I remember I kept rewatching it because I was like like a new Transformers episode I'd never seen before. Like I mean this is awesome. Like and I even remember like when I I used to like sometimes if I didn't have a new VHS I used to tape over things. And, like, I never would tape over the Autobot run because it was, like, significant <laughs> to me as, like, the first new episode I saw. Like, even with all the stupid, like, cybernet space cube things, you know, or transitions. But, um... That thing was fucking horrible. Yeah, can yeah. I just say I hate that fucking transition cube? Yeah, it is. to die a horrible it, it death. It is, yeah. yeah. It always started like this, listeners. It would have this stupid box, and it goes, Through the magic of the cybernet space cube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really terrible. But, I mean, and it was, it was so overused, too. I mean, is it just me? Like, am I imagining it? It just felt like every five minutes it'd be like, Hey guys, what's going on? My name's Chip Chase. <laughs> and it's like, I'm fine, Chip. How are you? Well, let's go look at the flowers. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, man, enough. Yeah, it was it was pretty awful. But the, the funny thing is, though, like eventually when I saw like the Autobot run on Sci-Fi, 
I noticed, like, I guess since they had to edit it to, like, fit into, like, 18 minutes or whatever, they cut, like, some scenes that were actually present in the G2 version. So I, I was, like, even with, like, all, like I've either got, like, this sort of edited version to watch on sci-fi, or I've got the G2 version where I have to suffer, like, the Cybernet Space Cube, but is, <laughs> like, does have a couple extra scenes in it. So I was, you know, it was a, it was a de- balance, a delicate balancing act and stuff. Do you recall off the top of your head what extra there was on the G2? I don't know. I don't remember what scenes they cut, but, like, I know pretty much all sci-fi, like, when sci-fi aired the original series, they cut maybe, I don't know, like, a minute or two off each episode. So, like, it wasn't some, like, significant stuff usually, but sometimes, like, I'd be watching, like, one of the G2 episodes or later when I got, like, the DVDs and stuff, I was like, I don't remember that happening from that episode or whatever. Like, I I remember, like, specifically, like, on sci-fi, like, in Call of the Primitives, I I remember specifically, like, they cut out, like, uh, the part where, like, Skylink's, like, attacks, like, Tornadron. Like, like he, he pretty much, you know, he, he, he does, you know, the suffer my rage, monster! <laughs> and he, like, shoots at Tornatron, and then, like, he does some other thing where he jumps up and, like, spits fire at him. But, uh-huh. like, they, on the sci-fi episode, they just cut from him shooting a missile at Tornatron to Tornatron lifting him up and just draining him of energy and stuff. So I was like, I don't remember that happening. And then, like, I compared the two, and I was like, oh, they cut that scene. So, but... I don't remember specifically, like from the Autobot run, like what was cut and what was left in. But and and we'll chalk that up to good animation versus horrible, horrible, awful, fuck yeah, you in the I, ass, horrible my, animation. Yeah, my 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 next very next point was uh, this episode is pretty infamous. Uh, among fans for being an ACOM episode, and you'll notice the animation quality is very low compared to the others. And But I will, like, in, in Season 2, I think there was only, like, three, like, ACOM episodes, but, like, in Season 3, that, like, number drastically went up, because I guess they were, like, lower-budgeted, so they had to use ACOM a lot more. But I don't know. Like, the, the first time watching it, like, I noticed that the animation was different, but I, I don't think, like, I noticed, like, quantified it as worse maybe like i i just uh, maybe like it like sort of charmed me or i imprinted on it or something but i was just like oh it kind of looks different like like that's kind of cool like you know <laughs> like but like na- nowadays obviously like i can look at it and say man yeah this is that they're really sort well, of uh, when you're when you're a kid it just kind of runs together you know exactly like, yeah i'm sort of like well this is not like <laughs> Awful, Some, sometimes but... I'm always shocked to find out like which episodes were ACOM and which weren't because I know ACOM is generally perceived as horrible and it's probably why I put a lot of uh, blame on the Fox Kids X-Men animation, you know, because I think ACOM's pretty piss poor and they were responsible for a lot of what was piss poor on that show as well. So, like, this episode in particular, like, really stands out. But then sometimes there are episodes, like, you're talking about where you say, oh, this was the first episode I saw and I imprinted on it. You know, and if I like season three and I have bias towards it, it's like, oh, yeah, well, Acom did a bunch of episodes of season three, too. But maybe, you know, in my head, it's like that wasn't quite as awful as this episode, I guess, maybe because I just wasn't as into it or yeah. or you had a you had a strong basis of comparison too like it's like if you look at like stills of like more than meets the eye with Huffer and Braun 
And then you look at like a still of Huffer and Braun from this, you're just like it just looks so flat and kinda lifeless. Yeah. All the backgrounds too it, are really it, like It kinda reminds me of like those old uh coloring books from the eighties, how they used to draw them kinda like a little off character like character design, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, they still look like they're supposed to but just kinda. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can also notice like it's an ACOM episode if some things are like off color sometimes. Like yeah. I know like Me- Megatron's like gone on his back is black in ACOM episodes and Optimus Prime has like a white backpack in ACOM episodes and stuff. So well, they like, seem some- they seem to always make a lot of mistakes. It's like I it's kinda like I remember going through history of comics on film videos and the things you'll always find in like filmation and super friends episodes is like Robin's R will be the colors will be inverted sometimes in a certain scene or like Batman's bat symbol. It'll be yellow on the inside and black on the outside or something like off for like a few minutes or something. Cause somebody fell asleep at the wheel or they had the wrong, you know, color model at the, you know, animation studio that day or whatever. But it seems like that happens a lot with ACOM stuff, because I know, like, in the early episodes of, like, the Fox Kids X-Men, it was like, Rogue would take off her glove, and it's supposed to be like, look, my skin, my bare flesh, I'm going to steal your powers. But then her hand was still green. Do you know what I mean? So it's (laughs) like this key plot point, and it's like the color models are completely fucked up. For, for, you know, and, and, and with this, it's like, you have, like, funny stuff for, like, shockwaves, just, like, chilling in the background with the Decepticons and you're like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be guarding Cybertron? What the fuck are you? It's like yeah. Shockwave's on vacation on Earth drinking mojitos and like hanging out with the... Uh, well, is, is Akon just like a bad studio or are they just really cheap and they just don't give a shit? I that, think they're that just could cheap. Be it too. Yeah. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just the cheapest studio, I think. Because, I mean, I, like, I would even say that like some of the, the crappier... Batman the Animated Series episodes, you might be able to blame on ACOM or at least some of their offshoots or something like that. I think they actually, like, fired ACOM off Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I know they did some stuff for them, so. It's just pretty much one of those things where it's like, if you're making a show and you're like, oh, man, we gotta get this, like, these five episodes done in a fucking real quick hurry, you know, better call Akon, you know? <laughs> that's that's pretty much what they did for Five Faces of Darkness, because all five of those are ACOM episodes, so... But um, uh, before we go any further, let me just like give a brief synopsis of this episode, just in case. Like, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've seen it, but just just for the hell of it, let me let me so to give us a like framework here. Basically, the Autobots agree to a like race and stunt show for charity. Um, Megatron's had the Constructicons invent a device called the Transfixitron, which freezes Transformers in their vehicle modes. So while the Autobots are all racing and whatnot, they get shot by the transfixation ray and uh, get frozen in vehicle mode. Optimus, something's haywire. I, I can't transform. Me neither. We're stuck in vehicular mode. I can't change back to my normal handsome self. So the Decepticons take them prisoner, and rather than just executing them all like not stupid people, uh, they, they're going to feed them into this giant, like, trash muncher thing. So blah blah, boy genius Chip Chase figures out how to cancel the transfixation effect. Uh, the Autobots return to normal, they fight Devastator, the Decepticons retreat, everyone laughs, and the viewer dies a little inside. So that's pretty much what happens in this episode. So I open the floor to comments. 
the thing that always bugs me about these like gadget of the week episodes is like just because it didn't work this one instant, it's it's like <laughs> obviously very powerful. So why not just make a second run and like get them all next time and then yeah. kill them? I and mean, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like how the the Autobots destroy it instead of like taking it and like you know this could be useful like you know <laughs> non lethal like disabling of our enemies like why don't we just take this but take it and prison them in some cells and you're done. This also this this episode pissed me off because since it's an early season two episode. It, it also has that itis of like, oh, we don't quite have all the characters for Wave 2 in here yet, so um, we're just going to keep a lot of the Season 1 guys as the focus. I don't know, that just kind of bugged me. It's like, ooh, we have Season 2, brand new characters. Where are they at? You know? <laughs> when, when I was watching the episode, because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I clearly remember it. It is memorable, not for the right good reasons, but memorable <laughs> for kind of awful reasons. All I could think of is fucking wacky races, because it's like, look, the Autobots are going to be in, like, wacky races, you know, and I'm, like, thinking about, you know, Muttley and all this other shit while the Autobots are racing their cars. I thought it'd be funny, like, if, like, Megatron's in a car, too, trying to race them or something. Like, that's, that's all I could think of, like, like when, when it's you're like watching that, the, the sort of premise for it, you know? Did you like, ever read that, like, storybook, like, that Transformers storybook where, like, Cliff Jumper's in a race and Megatron's in, the, like, the lead car, like, he's in this big black like Batmobile type car. No, I don't think yeah, I ever read that. Yeah, and like Cliff Jumper has eyes on his head. Yeah, like they on, on the headlights of all the cars or the Transformer cars have eyes, <laughs> right? So like Cliff Jumper's like in second place and the leads like this big mean looking Batmobile car. And when Cliff Jumper passes it, like the roof breaks off of it and Megatron's inside of it and he starts shooting at Cliff Jumper. And, and it's not size appropriate. There's like this huge Megatron in this tiny little car. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty odd. We'll have to do that for another Transformers Tuesdays because awesome. yeah, I remember that storybook. But yeah, I'm getting off topic here. But um, yeah. I wrote a couple notes. Like I like like when it, after all the Autobots get frozen, uh, Megatron like tells Soundwave to like jam their communicators, and instead of what you'd expect, that like Soundwave would like jammed them with his, like, communications, like, sweet or whatever. He just flies up and shoots all their, like, radios. Like, <laughs> like that seems a bit odd. It, it's funny, like, how much time they waste, too, after they're frozen. It's like, they're frozen, they're helpless, let's shoot out their tires and take out their radios. And then they just spend, like, 15 minutes, like, dinking with them. <laughs> it's like, finish them off. Megatron's like, that's one way to do it, Soundwave. <laughs> Someone should speak up and be like, instead of shooting them with your like radio inhibitor gun, why don't you just shoot them with your gun? Hey, you know, you know, yeah. be funny. Instead of turning into a jet, why don't you run after them and just tackle them? And, oh, th this yeah. did have one good thing though, if I remember correctly. If this is the wrong episode, you have to remind me because I've seen this episode many times, but it has been a while. There is at least like one scene where like. Wheeljack actually does do his kind of crazy driving thing from his tech specs, or does he? Do no, no, because he's not even he's not even yeah. in the race. That's another episode. Then I yeah. think that's the Autobot Rally one. Yeah. Oh, uh, Masquerade. Yeah. Yeah. Mas yeah with the with the Stunicons. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But, uh, See, that's that's not, another thing because I I, I know you're saying simpler. how how the uh, author or the you know the screenwriter for this uh, you know was doing a lot of these for a paycheck but it also seems like they they sort of recycled and mishmashed a lot of ideas cuz all i could think of i think when we first started watching the episode i'm like what's the difference between i mean i know what the answer is but it's like i'm just saying like figuratively 
you know, not literally, like, what's the difference between the transfixitron and the immobilizer? Like, really? <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like, like it's like, come on, oh, one thing immobilizes them and one thing keeps them stuck in transformation mode? I'm like, come on, man, this is the same fucking episode, like... I remember early episodes of D Space Nine used to get that shit that they they did a lot of TNG episodes, like similar thing or Voyager. It was one of those two. They did a lot of similar episodes, and Transformers did that in the same series. So. <laughs> <laughs> know what I was thinking of, Derek? When you always comment on like you know if the Autobots just fucking stayed like for two more seconds <laughs> at the edge of that lava pit, they could have like killed Megatron and stuff. I was thinking of like how the Constructicons are just lying there in a like a right. heap at the end, and they're just like. <laughs> Like, you know, like, Chip would probably be like, oh, Optimus, like, why don't we just, like, take the Constructicons? Like, they're just all lying there. And Optimus would probably be like, are you going to carry them, Chip? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is also, like, another thing for ACOM to kind of take the easy way out? Because, like... Hey, you know, if we do the one where they're all cars for a really long time, we don't have to draw fucking robots. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> The easy way out. Just draw. The, just draw our shitty cars that don't really look like cars. There, there was one like I thought it was a pretty funny sight gag where Devastator like picks Ironhide and Optimus up and throws them. Oh and they yeah, cra- yeah. They crash into two buildings and there's one building still standing and it says glass on it. Like I thought that was pretty. Funny. <laughs> Speaking of of the Acom animation errors, like just in my notes, I have in big caps that Huffer is not brawn. Because, like, the way it sort of plays out in the episode is they all agree to do this rally, but they're like, well, we're going to need some somebody to stay behind. And, of course, like Brian's saying, Huffer's a whiny bitch is like, I don't know if I want to race in this race, you know. And so they're like, it's cool, Huffer. Like, just the facts. You can stay home, you know. And, and, and then I think, like, what is it, like Ratchet and somebody else says, okay, well, we'll stick around with you and everything. And then in the very next fucking shot, who's rolling out with all the fucking Autobots but fucking Huffer? And you're like, didn't they just say, like, and I think it was like there's some dialogue where they're like, yeah, Huffer, you should stay here. And then it's like Braun going like, I don't know, or something. And you're just like, come on, man. Like, this is just... Like it's it's like the entirely wrong character to be you know it's like they 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 did that a lot like where like there's a, a clip where it's Skywarp and you know it's Skywarp because it's the voice actor who plays Skywarp and and he's saying some dastardly Skywarp thing or whatever and the color model is of Starscream. Oh yeah, and he teleports. Yeah, and it's yeah, Starscream yeah, teleports. Yeah, and you're like yeah. Starscream doesn't teleport, so it's like it's just it's clearly just ineptitude, you know. Or, or like, well, like you know, like we said, they just don't really care. You know, they're just like right, right. Get, get this shit out. We don't care. Fucking a. Get it done in a week. <laughs> I like. I also like another logic flaw. Like as soon as like the Constructicons form Devastator, like. That's the only thing that the Autobots fight. Like, the other Decepticons, they don't help in any way. So, like, when they... And they leave the Transfixitron completely unguarded so Wheeljack and Cliffjumper can, like, shoot Devastator with it. And, like, like Devastator falls apart and Megatron's, like, a surprise. He's like, they've beaten Devastator! That's impossible! And I'm like, oh, they only beat him, like, three times before this, like, Megatron. But we did nothing to stop this! What could have gone wrong? <laughs> exactly. It's like... And I, I like, like, Starscream has a good line when, like, after that, where he's like, Let me guess! We retreat! <laughs> 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 
fly off. Yeah. You can almost hear the wah 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 wah. I like I like when Megatron first decides to test out the Transfixatron because they don't know if it works or not, and he's like, "Okay, Starscream, go flying," you know, and he's like, "Why me?" You know, and it's like, "Just do it," and he goes flying and stuff, and then all of a sudden he's like. You fool! You haven't got the BET! You know, he's like basically just yelling at him, like, You haven't done anything to me! And then he's like, Oh, really, Starscream? Try and transform! And then he's like, What? What did you do to me? You know, and he's all upset and stuff. That was pretty funny. You can't leave me like this! I'm too valuable to you, to the Decepticon cause! Megatron, I'm begging you! I mean, I like he's shaking the, the as a jet too. He's like, "What's going on?" I, I think the saving grace of the episode, despite all the bad animation and everything, is whether it's Chip Chase's voice actor or Spike or whatever, and they're doing this wacky fucking keep away flag football thing with Chip's little, you know, transfix anti transfixatron bomb or whatever. It's like the at least the voice acting kind of keeps you invested. I think. Yeah, they they sound like they're really in the, in the moment, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think that's one of the things a lot of people always give Transformers the series is like, yeah, it's a kids show, and yeah, it can be really fucking bad sometimes. I mean, you know, if you take off the nostalgia glasses, it's 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 not that great in a lot of ways, but the characters are so fun, and even when they're being completely stupid or completely illogical, you're still like. You know, Starscream's such a, like, you know, he's so Starscream, and, like, like you know, even, like, Brian was saying about Huffer, you know, it's like, Huffer's such a whitey bitch, he's so fucking Well, whitey. yeah, and, and even Sunstreaker, you know, it's like, don't get any rust on my selenium shin guards when you put me down with the <laughs> tractor beam, wind charger, you know, and all this other stuff, so, like, yeah, everybody's, I mean, whether they're not on animation model, they're at least on character model as far as characterization goes, you know, everybody I, I, has, I think, yeah, has like, their the, moments. Like, like like you said, like I think the voice acting, like like frankly, like saves this shit yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I well, like when Sunstreaker gets hit with the anti-transfixatron grenade, and he's like, "I'm transforming! I see my true beauty emerging!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good line. And like the other thing I was gonna laugh about was the the one thing that I had written down in my notes is I'm like, well, apparently Skywarp must be like Cold Slither's biggest fan because. He's rocking out to it when he's, like, flying around. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed that, but there's, like, the cold slither, like, like, stock music in the background when, like, Skywarp first shows up on the scene. So, like, all I could think of is I'm like, dude, Skywarp must love cold slither. You know? <laughs> well, he is a heavy metal machine. Oh, yeah. that, that was bad. That was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wah, 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 wah. Well, that that well, that's you know that's that's a trope of Transformers and GI Joes. There's like three stock like musics. Where yeah. They're like yeah, there's 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 like you know the cool pop music that did it, did it, and always the evil heavy metal is fucking Cold Slither's theme. So yeah. Now I got that fucking shit in my head. Thanks, Derek. What <laughs> <laughs> Cold Slither? I was I was just the one other point I was going to bring up is like the Transfixatron. Um, I guess <clears throat> I don't think it's I'm not sure I'd have to look it up, but I'm not sure if it's the first like device. Well, I guess the Immobilizer probably came before it, but the first device I guess that was specifically like made to freeze someone in one of their modes, like 
I know, like they've got like the inhibitor clause in like Marvel UK and stuff, and then uh, I think those first show up in like Target twenty uh, two thousand and six, but I, I I don't think that's probably after this. And, so and probably then, probably that rescue bot episode that we all watched the other episode, like it'll it'll be referenced to the Transfixatron, like but only it was yeah. an asteroid that landed and transfixed them in, in car mode or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. And there's also like that Beast Wars episode where tar- Tarantulas made that like hovering like transform formation inhibiting lens or whatever, but Again, like it's kind of like you said, it's like those like one or Brian said like these one one time devices that like never get use again. Like that seem like they would be incredibly useful. Yeah, like when I first started watching those, like a week ago, I watched the episode where they clone Optimus Prime, and like they made such a perfect copy, and it confused them so much. Like, why not send ten at a time? And then while they're all just standing around dumbfounded, like just blow them away, <laughs> hit them yeah. with a mobilizer and clean up. Yeah, I, I always, I always felt that way about like Shredder and Krang with the turtles, because they're like, this almost worked, Saki, you know, and you're just like, well, then why don't you just do it one more time? Like, maybe, maybe they won't get, maybe they won't get lucky this time, you know? Hey, what do we have? What do we have now? The Robo Smasher turns bad guy, good guys into bad guys. Why don't we use that all the time? <laughs> my, I think my favorite one is um that episode where they they sabotage like the. Autobots like recharge chambers with and make them evil and stuff. The way like Megatron and Starscream do that is they have invisibility spray, which they use to go inside the base and <laughs> sabotage the chargers. So I'm like, yeah, like why don't you guys use invisibility spray all the time? Like Mirage, <laughs> like you you totally like make you you have Mirage's power in a can, pretty much. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It it actually reminded me of Batman, the old '60s show, a lot, where they would have like those incredibly like overly complex death machines at the end to try to kill, you know, fucking Bruce and Dick. And the next time they like you know run up to us like Joker, what about your fiendish like you know gadget that almost killed us? Like eh, I want to try something new. <laughs> yeah. They just give up on it. It's like that didn't work the first time, so obviously it'll never ever work again. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's pretty much like the Autobot run. Uh, Anyone else have any comments? It's a perfectly average episode. Yeah. Like I said, I only picked it because, like, I have a sort of, like, you know, uh, what do you call it, like, a nostalgic attachment to it. And, you know, it's like, I I, I guess I can't hate it despite, like, it being so terrible, more or less. But, yeah, at the very least, it proved that Chip Chase is a fraud and some kind of uh, con artist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you either chalk it up to ACOM doesn't care or Chip Chase is a fraud, you know? Yes. I'd love an episode where, like, you know, Chip Chase is there and leaves the room and Huffer just pipes up, I don't know, I think he might be faking. (laughs) (laughs) And then Braun's like, shut up, Huffer! Come on, Huffer! Or I'll, or I'll put my footio in your audio. audio. <laughs> like there's like this nice little wrap-up scene, like one day where it's like you know, all the Autobots are laughing. Prime makes a silly joke. Everybody's laughing. Chip chases like next to Bumblebee, and like Bumblebee just like stops laughing, looks down, and goes, "I don't fucking like you." <laughs> I don't like you, man. Like, Bumblebee's on to him. He's like, "I don't care, man." 
one of these days is going to transform. Well, that's that's how Chip got crippled. Like Bumblebee transformed while Chip was still inside. <laughs> it's it's curious actually when like Bumblebee rolls up to like drive him home. Like Chip and Spike enter from different sides of the car, but they both get in like just as quickly. It's like how'd they do that? It's like a Volkswagen bug, man. I don't think his wheelchair alone could probably fit in it. It's like it's hard to get into if you have two functioning legs. <laughs> Ready to roll home, guys? Sure, Bumblebee. One limo bot coming up. Well, in any case, yes, that that was the Autobot run. This is uh, Transformers Tuesdays, and uh, you know, uh, continue listening to our uh, spinoffs and our you know our normal uh, podcast, and um, you know you know how to reach us if you know you need to reach us, and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear them. If if you think the Autobot run is like a masterpiece, and you you know you're mad at us for making fun of it, you know. Uh, uh, please send us like a send, detailed send, send message. Send all hate emails to uh, Mike at fanholspodcast at gmail dot com. That's right. And uh, well, that's pretty much it. So this is Mike Thunderwing. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, this is Derek Coldslither WC. <laughs> and this is Tony Chainclaw. Please, someone send Brian some chicken soup. Hosts. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think charities are a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says we chicken soup. It won't be like my mom's chicken soup. Yeah, like Hooper, as soon as wants to be paid for racing. <laughs> <laughs> or, I like as soon as you Spike do that and, shit for free. As soon as Spike and Chip like like bring this idea up to Optimus, he's like, "Yes, let's do it." And they like go straight to the racetrack, and it's already set up for. Yeah, them. I thought that same you know, thing. You know what else we didn't talk about? But you could put it in the outro if you want. You know what I don't get is like you know when they they do the charity race and then 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 they all like somehow magically cross the finish line because Acom's animation is horrible, and then the announcer's just like, "Man, that was." a hell of a race, and it looks like the winner is, well, fuck if I know, but man, it was a great race, wasn't it, audience? You know, and everybody's like cheering like crazy, and I'm just like, no, I want to know who, who the fuck won, you know, like... <laughs>